Welcome to the Marketing Powers Podcast. I'm your host, Mkwemba Mangangu, and I'm joined by my co-host, Grace Gondwe. We're both marketing enthusiasts with a passion for sharing our knowledge and insights with you. This podcast is designed to equip our listeners with the information they need to excel at marketing in their different spaces. Our aim is to bring marketing home. With that said, let's delve into today's episode. Hi, Grace. How are you doing? Hi, Mukwemba. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm fantastic. How's the week? The week is good. It's good. Yeah. It, 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 no complaints. No complaints. Mm-mm. Okay. So much for high energies. <laughs> well, you know, like we said last week, we bring our best every time, regardless of where the energy is. Exactly. You will find it somewhere. And uh, I mean, we come here to deliver the best content we can. Yes. And we will do just that. Always, always. And today, today we're looking at branding. Yes, we are looking at branding, what it is, what it isn't, and how a person in business or an individual can go about building a brand. Okay. Yeah. But before we get into that... We have a guest. <laughs> we have a, a guest of some sort, of some sort slash a, a member of the, of the team. team. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Hi, Tukia. Hi, how are you doing? Good, things. How are you? I am better than you. Are you sure? 100%. Okay, okay, okay. It's good to have you here. Thank you. Thank uh, you. On this, your first appearance. Thank you. The first of many, we believe. First of many, indeed. Definitely. And uh, we're excited to have you as we have this conversation on branding. But before we do that... We have, uh, as usual, a very important question that you need to answer. I hope the question isn't too hard. No, not for an expert. <laughs> not for a bad man not, not, like you. Not for an expert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's very much within your within your reach. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So we have to Tukia Tamba Tamba with us. And so our question firstly is, how do you define marketing? Interesting. <laughs> um, so we can go through the various academic definitions of what marketing is, but I wouldn't go uh, right into that. From my standpoint, um, marketing is all about connections. It's the heartbeats of connections. It's ideas tossing around, playing around with curiosity and crafting different stories in order for you to engage with your customers and at the end of the day, transforming products into experiences. So from a deep-rooted point of view, I believe that's that's how I define uh, marketing in a nutshell. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Very From interesting. Products to experiences. <laughs> experiences. Uh, yo, you your, definition wasn't that, uh, your, your definition wasn't that. Uh, your definition wasn't there. that. It wasn't that spicy, bro. It wasn't that spicy. I mean, let's not even talk about mine. <laughs> mine was a very textbook. Uh-huh. A very, very textbook. But you well, see, those, those are the benefits of having uh, experts. Exactly. <laughs> but in yeah. the they, 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 they bring this out. <laughs> We see what this is all about. Yeah, like I said, it's beyond the academic um, definition. Mm-hmm. And in this dynamic era that uh, we're living in, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more about, it's, it's not about what you're selling, but how you're selling it to the person. How mm-hmm. do you um, get their attention? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's more than just what we read in the textbook. So mm-hmm. products become experiences at the end of the day. That's true. And I think uh, um, what, what we mentioned or what we said emphasize was the customer centric aspect of it and when yes. you talk about experiences you can't create experiences without getting into the customer's mind and thinking about you know how can we how can we serve them you know how can we meet needs that they have or that they don't have that we know they have and we have a solution yes. for and i was going to say at the, at the heart of everything all the definitions we've given so far mm-hmm. you will notice that we all have a common thing mm-hmm. and there's still this uh, certain level at which we're all customer centric mm-hmm. with uh, what we are trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The customer centricness, the value generation, the value exchange, all of those themes I think have, have come through in all the definitions. Although it's, it's still, it still wins yeah. the spice. Yeah. The, the spice. It still wins with the spice. Well, so <laughs> with, with, with all that spice, uh, so it's now, would like to know just, how did you get into marketing? 
how did I get into marketing? Mm. I applied, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> my parents said I have to go to university. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, let me do marketing. <laughs> this looks interesting. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. You, you you know, um, I I was reading something, and uh, they said you need to ask why at least five times to get to uh, some psychological reason yeah, as to the underlying reason, yeah. which is mostly psychological yeah. as to how someone got to a certain the point. So now the question is you applied, but why? Okay, that's two whys. I'm waiting for the three. <laughs> no, you see, when you give your answer, you the, the next why. We'll the, <laughs> then we'll go to the next one. We'll reach the heart then of we'll it. we'll go to the next one. Yeah. Um, so for me, by secondary school i knew i knew exactly what i wanted to do i knew exactly where i wanted to be so marketing was uh right at the top of of of, of my list if if you were to to scan through um <clears throat> my top 3 um choices you'd be shocked the other two are not even business related it was either um marketing was at the top i had psychology and then um if these two are not going to be productive. I wanted to be a dentist. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Dentist way out. Yeah, I can understand psychology. Yeah, that's you could still play around with that. Marketing. You know, consumer yes. behavior. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. But marketing for me, I think uh, also embedded into my personality as well. Mm, I'm extremely yeah. extroverted. I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. I like to interact with people. Mm-hmm. So it was very easy to see that this is where... I'm going to fit in mm-hmm. so that I could expand my creative element. Mm-hmm. And I think I just needed the knowledge at the, at the time. Mm-hmm. And for a very long time, even as kids, my older brother and I were obsessed with infomercials. Mm-hmm. Something as simple as a mop. You can, and you see, this is why I say marketing is about transforming products into services. Something yeah. as simple as a mop. Yeah. I don't think... Uh, at the time would need an infomercial for you to advertise it. But some of the features that they were talking, how they were talking about those yeah. features of, of what a mop can, can do. do. Like it can, you come away from watching the information. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, am I even living if I don't have this product? Exactly. I'm I'm like 13. I'm like, I need a mop. Yes. Because I was, <laughs> because how am I going to live? Exactly. They crafted such a good story yeah. about a mop. Yeah. Something as simple, something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And we were, Obsessed with uh, creating um, advertising, understanding how people think, Mm -hmm. looking at how, um, what sort of processes people would go through in order for them to purchase a product, Mm -hmm. etc., etc. So I fell in love with this thing that we call that we call marketing, Mm -hmm. and built a passion for it, Mm -hmm. which has 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 grown and blossomed in um, in my career. So in a nutshell, I think that's. Besides applying, <laughs> besides my parents saying you have to go to school, yeah, that's <laughs> how I got into it. Yeah. You know what? I'm very happy he did not uh, listen to uh, the last the episode we yeah. had where we gave where these, we gave our responses, uh, uh, responses, <laughs> yeah, and deliberately part of it because, uh, you know, he's my boy, Mister Vibes. So <laughs> your boy, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, the something I mentioned that he hasn't mentioned that he hasn't touched on, yeah, yes, yeah, that I, I feel is something he would heavily relate on, yeah, and that is that he did not mention the apprentice, apprentice yeah, um, Donald Trump, yes, yeah. ah, love, 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 that's one of my <laughs> that's one of my favorite shows, yeah, yeah. So, Mukwemba, when we when we just when we shared our stories, Mukwemba touched on how. Uh, the apprentice, the apprentice for him was like a, a turning point, um, in like building the entrepreneurial mind that eventually evolved into the decision to, uh, get into the marketing space. Mm-hmm. And I think he mentioned that Tukia would probably, Tukia would probably relate on that point. One hundred percent. It's interesting. It's interesting. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we like to share backstories. This is something we intend to do with um, future guests. So if you're listening and uh, you want you want to be a guest in the future, or you're going to be a guest in the future, these are some of the questions we ask uh, because marketing is not is not surface. You know, there's always a story behind. Story uh, behind. There's always story. a story story behind. If it's a product, if it's a service, if it's advertising or whatever. And so we like to share the stories of the people who are delivering the service and and making things happen um so thank you so much for sharing to care you're most welcome 
Yeah, I think we can get into it now. Yeah, let's 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 get into it. So we're discussing branding mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and so branding can be defined as a process of creating a unique image for a company through naming, logo design, typography, voice and tone, taglines, advertising strategies, etc., uh, etc. Et okay, but now. Some like this definition could be very academic. Like yeah. it's something you would receive, you know, right. in, in an exam mm-hmm. uh, textbook and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. We've reached a point where we understand that branding is more than just that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one of the episodes, we we talked about. I think there was an aspect of of branding, and we talked about brands having personalities, identity. Yeah. Okay. So with that in mind, from the definition of of branding, you realize that you can now look at branding more of a reputation. Yes. So what that entails is we are evoking emotions, Mm. uh, all kinds of feelings Mm. in the minds of consumers. Mm. And at the end of it, Mm -hmm. every consumer Mm -hmm. has their own definition Mm, of what, what your brand, brand is, is to them mm-hmm. as opposed to looking at it from, okay, our brand is this and you think that's what everyone else takes. Mm-hmm. We defined it as a personality. Mm-hmm. Brand takes shape or uh, form of a personality. Mm-hmm. And so everyone looks at someone's personality different. Yeah. It works for others. It doesn't work for others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we have that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, essentially when you talk about branding, it's creating a personality for a product, for a service, for an organization. And the point of it is is you want to um, evoke feelings uh, in a consumer, in a client, in a customer, evoke feelings that will set you apart from the rest, right? So that's where the element of uh, logos and taglines and all of that, that is about, you know, setting yourself up uh, above the noise. Uh, but ultimately, the way it takes shape in people's minds is different. You know, you do the academic things, you do the technical things, but the way to take shape in people's minds is it varies from from person to person and and I think that's very very interesting. Cuz another point we can look at as well is when we start, like so companies, how do we how do we go about uh starting creating you know, like you know, creating the, the brand? Scratch, yes. What what position mm-hmm. do you take? Mm-hmm. So do you think of uh, what do we want to, to be first? Like, how do we want to be viewed? Mm. And from that, mm-hmm. a lot of things emanate. The products you create all come from how you how how you firstly would like to be viewed. Well, understanding that your view you'll be viewed differently by different people, mm-hmm. but at the heart of it, you need to start with how do we want to position ourselves? You have to set the pace. Yes, you have to set the pace. I think. Um, the wheels in my head are turning and I think um, the way that I'm looking at it is um, that branding takes kind of the the evolution model that strategy takes, okay. right? You create it, but it also evolves, right? You say, for instance, um, this is the business. We want to create a business that is world-class. We want to create a business that is reliable. We want to be known for our quick service. We want to be known for excellent quality experience for clients, right? And you start with this you know, picture that you want to build with your brand. But there are certain things that will come to light as you go along over the years providing this particular service. And the story, I think we were talking about just before this, we were listening to something where they mentioned Nike. I was actually reading, I actually just finished reading Shoe Dog. Okay. And um, if you know the story of Nike, you know that they actually didn't start as Nike. Yes. They started as, you know, Blue Ribbon and they, but this identity of, you know, just do it is, it was like what, 40, 50 years in the making for them to get from Blue Ribbon to the business that they are now, yes. you know, but at the heart of it, um, Phil wanted to create a world where running was the norm, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He wanted to create a world where everyone wore running shoes, yes. even in like normal, you know, day-to-day living, right? So, he had this in mind. They started this business. This is the picture they had, but their brand has also evolved and it's become this this big thing. So it's I think it's it's a dual it's a dual image. It's a dual perspective that that is there. Yeah. So with with that in mind, so now another important part when after we've defined uh, a brand is also understanding. Just like you've talked about Nike, mm-hmm. 
Mm. We have what is the psychological impact mm. of a strong brand identity. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, you've talked about Nike. So now when you go buy a pair of Nike shoes, mm. you you now have this I can do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Mentally you're aligning yourself with what this brand stands for. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you almost prepare yourself, okay, if I'm going jogging, I, these are the shoes I have, I am going to run. Even if you're probably not going to. <laughs> you might not. <laughs> but something about it, yes. you know, evokes those, uh, those feelings, yeah, those feelings yes. in your mind and, mm-hmm. you know, you would have aligned yourself uh, with the brand in, mm-hmm. in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, which reminds me of, uh, there's a marketer from South Africa. His name is uh, Teddy Kalafeng. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he described a brand as uh, what people say about you after you leave the room. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really, really, that's, that's a, good a really, one. really good one. Yeah. And good one. it is, I, I, I can see the light in, in what he's saying, and it's very similar to sort of uh, first impressions mm-hmm. and how first impressions are everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you leave the room mm-hmm. in his context, mm-hmm. you now bring in um, the recognition and also the recall. Yes. After, if you've come into a room and you've yeah. walked into the room, mm-hmm. what am I going to remember about you? Yeah, and, and that's what you want as a marketer with your business, with your brand, with your product. What you're, what you're working hard for is that top-of-the-mind awareness. Exactly. That recall, that, you know, when all of the information is taken away, yeah. is this possible consumer going to be able to say, ah, you know what, I yeah. need washing powder. Yeah. Go and buy boom. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's the power of a brand. Exactly. And I, I, that, it's actually very amazing if you think about it. Yeah, and with, with that in mind, I mean, we're, we're going to the whole conversation of what uh, brand equity uh is mm-hmm. and what we we take away from it. Mm-hmm. So, like we saw, anyway, at, at this point, we've talked about the psychological <laughs> impact and noticing that there's certain things that, because of how strong the brands are, mm-hmm. they've positioned themselves in our minds. Mm-hmm. Whether I think because at, at this point, if you thought Mountain 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 Dew, for instance, mm-hmm. there's maybe you're going to go okay, adventurous. For mm-hmm. some reason, yes. So that's how they've positioned they've positioned themselves. Exactly. And people mm-hmm. want to. So if someone's going. I'm going mountain climbing. Yeah. Like, you know what? Maybe I need to go with a mountain dew. Right, mountain dew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because of how we position ourselves, and uh, when we go back to things like you said, uh, Rico, when you leave a room, how how do people remember you? Mm-hmm. That's how come we can see three lines, mm-hmm. and you already you assume. That's Adidas. Yeah. You, no one has to tell you regardless, anything. Yeah, regardless exactly. of where you are, what you're doing, you know. You see three you lines. Know, you know what it is. You see uh, a, a slightly bitten apple, you know it's you know. apple. Regardless. We've got our swoosh sign. Yes. You know, sometimes you can hear just a jingle and you're like, because the recall is so strong. Yeah. yeah. And that's that. And that, at, to this point, that's the brand equity these companies have built for themselves. Yes. And it's it's actually very interesting because um, not just from the perspective of the mind of the customer or the mind of the consumer, even on the bottom line, you know, in terms of assets and, uh, uh, you know, profit and loss and, you know, the, from the balance sheet perspective, there are some brands where the brand has grown so big that it is, it's an asset. It's an intangible asset, and it's on their bottom line. You know, Coca Cola, for instance, is one of the biggest, um, you know, brands out there. And you know, brands have gotten to the point where the brand itself separately is valued. You know, and there's a there's a dollar value that is attached to it. So it's very very interesting to see. Uh, and you know, from the perspective of of a business owner, that as you are growing your business, you know, this thing that is called a brand can be something that have that has value for you on your bottom line. Uh, you've just um, provoked a thought in my mind, um, not only talking about uh, branding and the value, but also sort of uh, perceived quality mm-hmm. uh, perceived value mm-hmm. in terms of a brand. Like you said, if Coca-Cola was 
if Coca-Cola were to launch a product or mm-hmm. Adidas were to launch a product, mm-hmm. it's very easy for customers to actually buy into that product because the perception that they are going to get quality yes. from Coca-Cola, yeah. they're going to get quality from Nike yeah. is beyond uh, what you could actually measure. And yeah. so the customer is immediately going to buy into that new product. It makes it easy for these uh, companies actually to not only grow but derive um, financial value from that perception of quality that their customers and the non-customers actually have about their brand. It's trust, right? You, 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 as you build the brand, you set yourself up as a reliable product, reliable manufacturer of products or deliverer of services. And, you know, you build trust in your customers. You build these perceptions in the minds of your clients and your consumers and that then opens doors for you for new product lines for new service line etc etc and it's interesting that you said perception because i think that's the next thing we wanted to go into uh, to just touch on specifically why is it or what is it about brands mm-hmm. you know that evokes feelings in in customers is it is it just because we've said that this is our brand, that so now people are feeling certain things. Like, what what about it? What about brands influences perception and evokes these emotions? Oh, I think it's a combination of um, different elements. Mm-hmm. Like um, <clears throat> you had mentioned to say, perception perception is almost everything, mm-hmm. and people perceive things differently. It's it's almost the the story of. Is it the three blind people and mm, each one's and, and the elephant? Yes. Exactly. You know, this is a tree, this is a snake, mm-hmm. this is a fan. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of different elements, and you could go into things such as colors, mm. for example, mm-hmm. uh, logo. Mm-hmm. What did the next person say about the brand? Mm. What do I generally think about mm. the name? Mm-hmm. If, for example, you came into uh, Zambia with a with a product, mm. and the name. Of, of, of your brand or your product is Brazilian, for mm. example. It's a traditional Brazilian name. Mm. Uh, people would not necessarily buy connect. into it. Yes, yeah. people would not connect. Would connect. People yeah. would perceive it differently. You can actually take it maybe into the, the, the lower class Zambians. Mm. I don't think they're even going to look at it twice to mm. say, why are you coming with a Brazilian brand? So mm. I think perception has got a lot of different, different uh, elements. yes elements and we can even dive into yeah. each yeah each one of them I think um one that comes to mind and I th- I would like to hear what you guys would have to say about this is um Zanaco yeah. right Zanaco uh, they're one of the red banks <laughs> one, of. <laughs> one of the red banks and their tagline is big strong strong Reliable. Reliable. Yeah. Now, from my experience, yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. As a consumer, <laughs> as a consumer, you know they do have a presence everywhere. Everywhere, in this country. Yes, they do have a presence sure. everywhere. The bigness, yes, they are. There. They are really, you know, probably the biggest bank in the country, yes. right? Um, reliable. <laughs> Is that for debate? I don't know. I don't know about the reliability. And, you know, inner workings and all of those things are questionable. But if you take a survey, you know, mm-hmm. just in your friend circle and say, Zanako, I, I, and this is, this is not statistically proven. There's no numbers to back this. But just yeah. from a survey of, you know, millennials in our, our age group, they'll tell you, why are you banking with, why are you, why are you banking with Zanako? Mm-hmm. Because the, the, the reliability just isn't there, okay. right? So, but they are positioning themselves as big, strong, reliable. Well. <laughs> can, you, can you see the dissonance there? Yes. You know what I mean? So anyway, the point I'm trying to make is you can say that you are big, strong, reliable, but based on how you are going about delivering your product or your service, the perceptions that you are building in your clients' minds is ultimately at the end of the day is mm-hmm. based on are you able to deliver or not yes. you can say all of these things in your branding mm-hmm. but your service delivery you know your product the quality of your product is at the end of the day very much a big element of that equity building with the branding uh, well said well put um to in response to that my i would actually ask a question mm-hmm. to say 
maybe it would also come down to what is your definition or perception mm. of reliability yeah that's a really really good one exactly that's a really good one because maybe what i'm thinking is reliable exactly. and what another person thinks is reliable is two different things exactly. right and that's really good because for me i'm i'm in a generation where everything is digital yeah i want to be able to do all of my banking on my phone yeah whereas someone else they want to be able to walk into a branch. Yeah. They want to be able to get to an ATM. Exactly. And if that's what <clears throat> reliability means for that person, then Zanako is reliable. They would have made it exactly. Yes. exactly. They 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 touch on they touch on that point mm. uh, very well in that regard. Mm. So even just well, as we're still speaking to the power of perception mm-hmm. and why it's important, mm-hmm. at the heart of it, we need to realize that uh, individuals align themselves with brands. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's to a point where people see themselves in that brand. Mm-hmm. And that's how come you find, say, even when you talk about Apple products and mm-hmm. the like, and mm-hmm. people will be like, okay, I, yeah, th- that is, that is, that is where I belong. It's that me. is, that strategy. That's me. Some of us. <laughs> the, yeah, it's me. <laughs> see, you align yourself because you feel like their products uh, and everything they do aligns with who you are as an or individual aspiring to be, yeah. or, or who you're aspiring to be. Mm-hmm. So you feel like, okay, if I do that, it works for me. Because if you look at Apple and Mac, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple came, came out as uh, with a the Mac, they came out as these, the cool kids, Yes, you know, this is the guy in the, there's an ad they had, the guy yeah. in the elevator with a hoodie yeah. or the guy with a Mac is very serious, formally dressed. Yeah. So now they're speaking to, okay, is our target audience like creatives, people mm. with a higher income, mm-hmm. ready to pay more for tech mm-hmm. and things and things like that. Mm-hmm. So now in a different situation where you go to a supermarket mm-hmm. and you see a brand or a nameless brand, mm. you realize that you will not pick it mm-hmm. because... You will go for what you uh, you've seen before, mm. what makes sense, and that's the power of the brand. Which what you've seen before, which aligns with who you are trying, who you want to be, we that reinforces your identity. Exactly. exactly. And uh, I'm happy you you, uh, you mentioned uh, Coca Cola mm. at some point mm-hmm. when we talk about uh, brands mm-hmm. and the power they have. Mm-hmm. Coca Cola is relatively not expensive. Mm-hmm. It's what 10 10 10 kwacha uh yeah. the, the 350 meals, meals yeah. which is like five kwacha mm-hmm. in comparison with other drinks that are there on the market yeah but you see they've positioned themselves in such a way mm-hmm. that you will not look at coca-cola and think coca-cola is a cheap drink Mm-mm. no 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 actually that's <laughs> really that's it's not it's they've positioned themselves so much uh, in in line with community connection, family, family, yes. you know, gatherings, happiness, joy, and everything. Exactly, that comes with. exactly. So really, that's true. I'm, I've actually never thought about that. <laughs> I've actually never thought about that. Yes, and so with that, you find that this is also the the power of brands. Mm-hmm. So Coca Cola has such a strong brand mm-hmm. uh, that it shields them from the the vagrance of economical market forces. Mm. So. Uh, going back, I was listening to, so I got that uh, statement from uh, Vusit Mbekwayo. Mm-hmm. And so he was talking about how uh, during COVID, mm-hmm. people really had no reason to be drinking uh, fizzy drinks. <laughs> like, Why just, are you drinking Coca-Cola? <laughs> yeah, you're, like, you're just in the house. You're not There's going no anywhere. <laughs> no yeah. But you see, they, they themselves have positioned themselves so well mm. that people are still... Ah uh, no! I just I, just, I want I, a coke. I just want a coke, yeah. and you yeah, see, coke. You, you get a coke. Yes. <laughs> and Even if coke you are to quarantined at home, you are sharing it with the people you are quarantined with. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's that about uh, that's that about Coca-Cola uh, brands and perceptions. Yes. Um, I think I I want to just give one more local example. Um, I'm I'm always going to be the person who's looking for local examples. Yeah. Um, Trade Kings. Yes. Trade Kings have done an amazing job, I think, with their branding. Um, and I think the the bit that I want to highlight is we touched on this, I think, in an earlier episode of positioning in terms of who the consumer is and who the client is and how you need to uh, craft your communications to connect with the person who is buying, right? And if you look at Boom, for instance, you know, you see how they're advertising. The advertising is... Um, it, one of the ones that I've seen the most is this mother. Yes. And she's using this 
product, this boom product, all the way from, you know, when the child is young yes. and she's, it's nappies and diapers and all of that, from, from diapers all the way to when this young woman uh, has yes. her own home. Yes. And this mother is going to visit her daughter and, you know, she's sharing boom with her, right? Yes. And I think that actually is the story of boom in a lot of ways. Boom has been around for many years. It is. It's carried a lot of us through <laughs> <laughs> from our mothers, right? All the way to, you know, now we're grown-ups and, you know, we're and starting the our is own gone. homes. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> yes! We're grown-up and the dirt is and gone. And the dirt is gone, yes. Exactly. You know, like, that's actually... It's 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 so amazing. It's actually, I think, to the point for me of it's case study worthy. It is. People are we've created memes are and it's boom. And it's we're not saying sunlight. Yes. We're not saying what are the omo. No, No. we're saying boom and the date is gone. I think that's an amazing story of how a business it started out. It's we're making this product. We want you know people to wash and it should be clean. But now it's synonymous with with home with care, with, you know, um, nurturing and, and all of that. I think that's a really, really amazing uh, example of a brand and how, how it's grown over the years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry to cut you short. You just reminded me of uh, something on, on a lighter note. I was on uh, Twitter, which is now X, mm. and um, someone uh, tweeted to say, what's one thing that you can talk about for 20 minutes without preparing. Uh, and the first thing on my list was the evolution of Boom. Yes. It's just that we don't have the time, but I can talk <laughs> well, about I mean, the evolution of... I mean, we'll get into case studies. We have... We'll we, get, it's, it's, in the, it's on the agenda. It's on the agenda. We can but talk about the case study of it is, Boom. I, I love to talk about Boom. Yeah. But yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can go ahead. I think not just Boom, really. Trade Kings as a whole. They are really evolving into an organization that if you ask me, is competing with the likes of Unilever yes. and maybe one day even, you know, Procter and Gamble, yes. you know, they're, they're really growing into this amazing, amazing institution. And I'm here for it as a young Love Zambian. Love it. <laughs> as a young Zambian who, 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 who is looking for Zambian examples of success stories. That's, that's amazing for me. Um, well, I mean, when you're talking about branding, you visual identity is Usually in people's minds, yes. you know, when you talk about a brand, they'll think of a logo and all of that. So I think the next bit is just going to be us talking about visual identity, the logo aspects of it, and how all of that comes into play. Yes, and uh, I feel it's, it's very important that even as as we create brands, uh, we create some alignment that makes it easy for uh, our audience or so people to, you know, uh, easily recognize uh, our visual our visual cues or the jingles mm. that we have without making it unnecessarily complicated. Mm-hmm. So you find a, a unique way of doing it because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you still want people to be able to uh, pick you out from the clutter. Mm-hmm. So we understand that there's so many products, there's so many brands. And when people see it immediately, they're like, okay, good. It's like I said, sometimes Nike will not, Nike will not write uh, Nike, mm. they will just have their swoosh sign on mm-hmm. some of their uh, apparel, mm-hmm. and all you do is just pick it out because you already know it's 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 Nike. Adidas sometimes will not write Adidas; they just have three lines. Three lines, yes. You already know. Okay, this is this is Adidas. I'm picking it. Mm-hmm. I'm gone, and mm-hmm. that's and ju- that's just what the visuals do for you. But mm-hmm. at the same time, you do it in such a way that uh, across. Uh, your visuals don't change. Like you yes. don't have a logo that's mm-hmm. constantly changing. Mm-hmm. You keep one thing and you remain consistent over time, and you mm-hmm. make it easy for people to to notice you. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back to I'll go back to the boom example. Yay! <laughs> no I'll go back to the boom example. Who remembers that the original boom that came in the box? Yes, mm-hmm. and the one that came in they used to have the little cups with the camelid. Yes that the logo it was the word boom with like a boom literally yeah, like a dynamite explosion yes, yes. yes but if you look at their products now it's evolved into it's just the word it's just boom yes yes right wow so it's it's gotten to the point where and i mean it's a thing with words also when you obviously when you think of the word boom you're thinking of an explosion exactly so, yes. but anyway the point is your you as as a business, you're building the brand. You you you. It might start. You might start with um, this word or this you know drawing or you know whatever your logo is. But it can evolve into something more as the strength of your brand identity increases. Right? You might no longer even need like you are saying Nike. It's the swoosh. 
Even if the word is not there, when you see the swoosh, you know that it's Nike. Adidas is the stripes, but that comes over time as the strength of your brand um, um, increases. Correct. I think the other thing also is um, understanding that as you are creating a logo, as you are picking the name for your product, et cetera, et cetera, um, on the one hand, you want to you can pick something that uh, is close to your product. You can pick something that uh, when people see it, they'll think of you know what the product is. Or it could be something completely different, right? And I think a good example of that is uh, Mac, right? With yes. the Apple product, like it, Apple has it's nothing to do with food, right? Yeah. It's, it's software, technology, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they chose this thing and they stuck with it over time, right? Yeah. So building Shoved a brand it down our throats. until until <laughs> it started to taste good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> until it started to taste good. So with a brand, with branding and all of that, like Mukwemba said, you have to be consistent across platforms with your different products, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You have to keep that one message because it takes a lot of time and resources. Yeah. It does. And so we can also uh, talk about uh, positioning our brand. So when we position our brand, obviously at the heart of it, uh, I mentioned you're trying to stand out and that's one of the things you have. And the other thing is also understanding your audience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We talked, I'm sure we talked about this in a previous episode or so, and we talked about you cannot, you cannot be everything to everyone. Mm -hmm. And so when we're dealing with brands, it's it needs to be clear to you who your target audience is. Mm. Because only when you do when you know that can you then create value uh for them. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a time we talked about uh <clears throat> romantic relationships mm -hmm. and we're talking about you would know what type of gift to get your significant other. And so you won't go and say, uh, I'm getting you a teddy bear when you know they hate teddy bears. Mm -hmm. So you find what is uh, of value. Because in essence, if if you decide to, your target audience is everyone, which is a very bad thing. Because most people nowadays, when you ask them, who's who's your target audience? Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, that's where we, we usually start from. Mm -hmm. yeah. You need to understand who your target audience is and who you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. Because if you ask who your target audience is and you have people say, it's it, everyone, everyone, you know? Anyone can a, buy. Anyone who wants to buy. <laughs> So, and that's the thing. So people will tell you, you know, when you listen to professionals and uh, even just in text, you need to have your target audience in mind. Mm -hmm. You know, what's their age? Mm -hmm. uh, what do they do? Mm -hmm. you know, you what create, are they looking for? Yeah. Exactly. You create this persona. What are their pain points? Mm -hmm. What makes them happy? Mm -hmm. And things like that. Because if you're talking to everyone, in essence, you're talking to no one. No one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think this is one that we'll always come back to because that is, it's one of the things that form the pillars in marketing. You have to understand your target audience. You have to select the target audience, first of all. You have to choose who is this message going to mm -hmm. and then craft your communication, create your product to meet the needs of that um, target audience. And then obviously um, now, you know, we've we've gotten better over time. We've gotten better, I think, as, as marketers and, you know, people who create this messaging. We've gotten better at being able to connect with people. You know, there's tools, there's, you know, surveys, et cetera, et cetera. And there's so much data out there that can help you with better understanding the, the, the demographics that you're trying to reach out to. So it's important to be very, very careful with that. I think the other thing is, um, understanding that your brand has a voice. Um, uh, it, it the, there's a way, there's a way that you sound, right? There's a way I speak, right? Even in text messages, if you read the text messages coming from me, yeah. you know that this is Grace who's writing. Yes. If someone else writes the text, you know that it's someone else who writes the text. Yes. So as you're crafting your messaging, be careful about choosing the voice that you want and keeping that voice across your messaging, right? If if your voice is in charge, mm -hmm. you know, confident, yeah. um, um, you know, driven, ambitious, let that be your voice. If your voice is uh, comforting, soothing, encouraging, etc., etc., let that be your voice because those are then the emotions that you're trying to evoke in your client base or in your customers or your audience and those are then the emotions that are going to you know, trigger that buying decision. And, you know, just in, in light to that, so obviously, like you say, different brands are going to have different voices. Mm -hmm. uh, we're laughing last time because we're talking about... Uh, uh, different brands. So in this case, we're talking about 
Instagram this maybe say Twitter Facebook mm-hmm. and LinkedIn mm. yeah. and we said uh LinkedIn is very you know professional like you know when you go there it's formal when you go to yeah. uh, Instagram or thing it's vibes now LinkedIn right? my pressure <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no LinkedIn, LinkedIn. You're not, you're not coming for games, huh? <laughs> tie your tie, button your button, cross your T's, dot yes. your eyes. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, so that's one thing uh, you expect. So that brand is, I mean, it's what it's trying to communicate professionalism, mm-hmm. and that's what you expect mm-hmm. from the, uh, that angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, other than that, I think we've touched on. Uh, the digital platforms I think we spoke about in the last episode. Uh, so I think all of the principles that we spoke about, they carry through with branding as well. They do. Right? Uh, you use your platform, you engage your audiences, you know, you craft your messaging, you use your analytics. Be very, very practical about using your analytics and make sure that you're connecting with the right audiences um, using those those different um, uh, tools. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think another important point, uh, I feel like for people who are creating brands, especially for a business, is and a, a mistake some people make is they do not remove themselves yeah. from the brand. Yeah. Exactly. So you, you need to create that uh, line of separation so that people can tell you apart. Well, I mean, it depends. <clears throat> well, it, yeah. I mean, if you're, like I said, depending on the company. Depending on the organization. If you're building like an organization in one way, if you're building like a personal brand and all you do, everything depends on you mm-hmm. as an individual to mm-hmm. function, mm-hmm. that's a different conversation. Because yeah. now we'll get into personal branding. Yes. No, but anyway, the the, <laughs> the the example that I have in mind is Richard Branson. Yes. Right. And I haven't really gotten into the specifics of him and whether it was the business that started and then his personality came into the mix or whether it was him first and then the, whichever it is. But I think that's an interesting example of how um, when you think of the like we're talking about Nike. Yeah. Nike is a brand on its own. Yeah. Like before reading the book, I didn't even know who started it. I exactly. didn't even know you know, the origins of the business. But, you know, when when you read the book, he talks about how he's a very private person and he never wanted the business to be synonymous with him. Mm-hmm. But Richard Branson has taken a very, very different approach. approach and he's very much synonymous with the business. So I think ultimately it's about what are you trying to do, yeah. right? Do you have the personality capital, so to say, the influence capital that maybe your business can benefit mm-hmm. from your um personal influence and mm-hmm. you know you want to leverage it that way or you know it, it's it's about your objectives and understanding what the line of business you are in for some lines of business it can work for others it can't yeah okay. so pick your poison at the end of the day you do pick your poison so even going back to you know you talked about richard branson mm-hmm. we can look at it from different aspects as well right mm-hmm. uh let's god forbid if something happened to richard branson today mm-hmm. I, I believe you are going to expect uh, shares to drop mm-hmm. and you know things to have to start stabilizing at some point, mm-hmm. uh, which is back to the example you gave of Nike, mm-hmm. uh, Nike, Coca-Cola. If I ask you today, who's who's the CEO of Coca-Cola? Exactly. Who Who is the CEO of uh, Trade Kings? Do yeah. you know his name? Very unfortunate. <laughs> very, very unfortunate. Unfortunately, <laughs> I need to go and do my homework. <laughs> No, but I get the point. You're you see, to so yeah. what? So what those those have done, and uh, like I was saying, listening to uh, something I was listening to. So this is now referred to as a, a, the point at which the brand and the product have been uh, institutionalized mm-hmm. in a special place in the mind mm-hmm. uh, of the consumer. Of the consumer yeah. So you. Those other things, who's the CEO, are left to your imagination. Doesn't it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter to you because of what the brand themselves have been able to create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good one. That's a good point. Uh, do we have anything else other than that? Or we can we can wind up. Well, we can we can <laughs> <laughs> we can wind up. Do you have anything to add? Um, I think from from what you've said, I think in terms of building a brand, I think in as much as now, if if you've built a brand and you're trying to create momentum. There's a there's a term that I came across. I think it's something that we can all relate to, but maybe most people don't know the terminology. It's called uh, propri- proprietary eponym. Okay. 
Okay. Uh-huh. Sort of a tongue twister there. Yeah, so sprinkle. Yeah, exactly. Spice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So even after building your brand as 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 a business or even um as an individual, you want to get to a point where your product is now being used as a generic term for a product category. Where if you're going to ask someone to buy Toothpaste, what are you going to say instead? Colgate. Exactly. Ah. If you're going to ask someone to get a crate of soft drinks, what are you going to say? Coca-Cola. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'm so irritated. <laughs> you brought that up and we did, I did not even get an opportunity <laughs> to make a local example. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking. Salad. You know what? Actually, I've, uh, now that she's brought that up, salad. something has yeah. come to mind, right? Yeah. We've reached a point where uh, when we talk about branding and the power of branding mm-hmm. is we'll give a uh, look example in our transport uh, uh, industry now. Mm. So we've got Ulendo mm. and we've got Yango. Mm. Now, Ulendo was first on the scene. Yes. Yeah. So whenever you're trying to get a cab, okay, Ulendo, Ulendo. Yeah. But now everyone says Yango. Yes. I'll take a Yango. Yeah. I'll take a Yango. Yeah. Do, do you know that is the power of branding? Like yes. their communication and their ability to stand out in the market and mm-hmm. really just... Like you said, we'll push themselves down our throats. Until it's tasty. Yango was down my throat, I'm telling you. <laughs> on my phone. Everywhere. Like Advertising. I, I, exactly. You'll be I playing a puzzle <laughs> and the advert is there. You're on Go Zambia, the advert is there. You're on Facebook, the advert is there. You're driving, driving to work. <laughs> yeah. Yo, right there. Can I breathe? No, you can't. No, no, you can't. They really did the awareness thing. They did. They really, really did it. I mean, it paid off. It paid it's off. It's paid off. They are now the generic. We don't even say taxi anymore. No, exactly. Okay, don't say Which is odd, right? You would think that at this level in the market, what can really come in and change something? Because now you're thinking, yeah. will someone change, you know, water? I don't know. Can we? I don't know if we can say that about Vatra now. Or it's, it's still... Think, uh, almost yeah, there? there. No? Oh, almost. I, th- I think they've come quite close. I mean, the water spaces, there are a lot of yes. providers. Yes. But Vatra has come very, very close. No, I, and I believe at this point, they've actually got uh, the largest share of water sales in the market mm-hmm. from the time they started mm-hmm. in comparison with other people on the market. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm mistaken, mm-hmm. I believe that's every every room I enter or the restaurant they have they have vatra somewhere. They say this as they have aqua clear on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Today is the exception. Today is the exception. Today is the exception. Yeah, so, no, that's yeah. So yeah, that's 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 a good point. And mm-hmm. to reach a point where you your brand can do that, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's gold for yeah. for you for because you for someone else to come and just uh, bring that down and uh, position themselves in such a way that they do it. I mean, it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and uh, they did really well. And going back to the conversation we had where we talked about uh, who do you use for awareness? Mm. So they thought, okay, who's the biggest artist in the country? Who's everywhere? Who's everywhere? Who's it's your boy? It's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they go out. Whether he's your cup of tea or not. not you're hearing him. Yeah, exactly. You're seeing him. Because we always have this conversation. We say, everything I know about your boy, I, I, I did not know it willingly. No. The information <laughs> found me. Yeah, exactly. Like it reached me. Exactly. And with that knowledge, obviously, there were, you know, the company now knows that, you know what, mm-hmm. the information will find them, yes. whether they want it or not. Yeah. So why not use this person mm-hmm. uh, who has this uh, wide reach, yeah. you see, and build that awareness mm-hmm. that they, they did for uh, for Yango yeah. using him. Yeah. yeah. So that's, thank you. Thank you so much for, for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. You see, next episode, please. <laughs> you got to be here. Come and talk about proprietary opening. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, um, I think the only thing that I would like to add is, you know, the interesting thing about marketing is uh, you can look at it from an organizational perspective, but you can also look at it from a very personal perspective, Yeah. Um, especially in the age where we are, where, you know, entrepreneurship is on the rise and um, there's a lot of solo entrepreneurs who are, you know, creating products and services and, you know, selling and, and so on and so forth. These principles apply even when you are the product yeah. or when you are the service. And obviously there's a whole conversation around personal branding, et cetera, et cetera. But those same things translate. And I think that the one thing that I would like for you to remember is whether you deliberately try to create a brand or not, 
you do have a brand. Like, yeah. I think it's Tokia who said, it's about what people say when you're not in the room. Yeah. It's similar to a product yeah. for you as an individual as well. When you're not there, what do people think? What do people say about you? And think about what deliberate steps you can take mm -hmm. to influence those things that people say. And best believe from an individual standpoint, as a Zambian, Zambians have a lot to say about <laughs> in the room. Truthfully, <laughs> truthfully speaking. <laughs> and I would just like to agree um, with what you've said. For me, branding, I like to look at it from the grassroots, from mm -hmm. an individual mm -hmm. point of view. Mm -hmm. I like to understand uh, business branding um, with the with a concrete understanding of personal branding because it translates into the same thing. Mm -hmm. How I want people to perceive me mm -hmm. is very important. Mm -hmm. if, I, if, if I came to see you, let's say we were meeting up every week, um, every day of the week, mm -hmm. and I come in a striped T-shirt, for example, mm -hmm. that becomes my, my, my brand. brand yeah. Ujawama stripes. Ujawama stripes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stripes. Zambia yeah. will name you. Yeah. yes. George Machan. George, George Masosage. George <laughs> George Muscat exactly. 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 Yes. There's that. And that's brand. And that's brand. At its simplest. At its simplest. Yeah. That's that's how I think it should be it should be looked at. I think in university, mm. my brand was uh, the guy who comes to class in shorts. Short <laughs> and we shorts. We had lecturers. <laughs> we had lecturers. You remember marketing information? I can't remember her name. Information systems. Yes, information systems. <laughs> yes. He said don't come to my class. He was in shorts and flip flops. <laughs> exactly. It almost becomes it almost becomes your brand, and yeah. that's how you now move it. Uh, rather, uh, a step up and look at it from a business point of view mm. to say businesses have personalities. Yes. Products have personalities. Have personalities. Yeah. So, like you've, you've you've mentioned your your Nike, mm. your Coca Cola, all of them have uh, personalities. So if we can understand it from an individual mm -hmm. perspective, it would be very easy to actually understand branding from a product and a business, and a and business, business point of view. Yeah, I think we should also uh, in uh, going forward, obviously have conversations. Like you said, uh, we've talked about branding mm -hmm. from uh, a general level and also test a bit on personal branding. Mm -hmm. And uh, going forward, hopefully we can have a guest who we can associate to a personal brand and just yeah. go through, okay, how did you go about, about this and creating this persona? Like what deliberate steps did you take? Because mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of what we do where we just assume things just happen yeah. uh, without knowing that people... People are very deliberate yeah. about how they got to where they are yeah. and why people view them in that light. The way that they do. Okay, in whatever industry mm -hmm. they're in, mm -hmm. uh, and also just people who've like been with a, a product, mm -hmm. studied it from, uh, you know, and just uh, how it's affected the bigger brand, mm -hmm. and you know, built the brand or people who are in charge of, you know, if you go to like Trade Kings, mm -hmm. that's a brand on its own, and you're thinking everything that comes under trade kings mm. affects the brand mm -hmm. so what you know what what is what this are what are you trying to communicate what yes. are the inner workings how, how do you, you decide yeah. that okay you know what this can be part of our brand it works for us mm -hmm. and things of and things like that yeah i think would be very very interesting to hear yeah, interesting conversation. Interesting conversation. Looking forward to when we do the Trade Kings case study. <laughs> <laughs> As others talk That's about boom. You. That's on me. That's on you. <laughs> the, in, coming in, in future Trade Kings better come through. All this free, <laughs> free advertising, <laughs> free visibility. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been it's been good to care. It's been good to have you around. Thank you for uh, having me. Mukwemba, good conversation. Uh, as always. Yeah. As always. Good things take time. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do. Yeah. So with that in mind, uh, we come to a close for uh, our episode. So remember keep your finger on the marketing pals right. we hope that you have enjoyed today's episode just as much as we have till next time remember to keep your finger on the marketing pals <laughs> <laughs>